Welcome to the Make Your Business Dance podcast. My name is Troy Adams. I am your host. And today I have an incredible guest with me and a, a side perk for me. He is also a DJ, but he has so many other things to our industry. So I'm going to brag on him for a second. He has been in the game for over 30 years, launching his business right after high school. He's a certified wedding industry professional. And today his California-based business has evolved into a renowned full-service lighting and entertainment company. But he has also evolved into educating our industry and contributing to his future. He is a sought-after speaker nationally. He's a regular contributor to publications such as Cater Source and Special Events. He's been featured in Brides and Martha Stewart Weddings and the Travel Channel. And he has served on the board for the Silicon Valley NACE. He's a trustee on the foundation of NACE. He's been a past president, international president of WIPA. He is the editor of Wedding IQ. Ladies and gentlemen, he is incredible. And I am so honored and excited to have him here today. The owner of Fantasy Sound Event Services, Kevin Dennis. Having me, it's always it's always like embarrassing to hear someone do that about yourself. So thank you, Troy, for doing a good job with that. No, man, well done. Hey, that deserves to be recognized because those are some impressive, impressive accolades. So thank you for uh, all you've done to our industry, and thank you for joining me today. It's my my pleasure to be here. I, I enjoy doing podcasts, so it's fun to talk to other people and learn about them as well. So well, let's before we get into the the, the business side of things, though, I, I've got to take a slight detour and talk about. I read you originally got into the business and into, into DJing to meet girls. So I, I got to hear more about that. How did that go? So my neighbor was a DJ and needed help. And so I'd help him out. And then I realized really quickly that uh, the DJ got the girls. I learned that, uh, <laughs> you know, and the girls like, you know, girls that would never talk to me before in school were talking to me because I was the DJ and you're kind of controlling that. So, uh, yeah, so I, you know, I was kind of a nerd growing up, um, I'm proud to admit it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I was a, a DJ nerd at that point and, but, but I, I got girls to go out on dates with me after becoming a DJ. So that was, <laughs> that's kind of where that all started. So, and that's yeah, why hey, I stuck with it. I think, I don't, I don't know. That's all. No, no. Hey, I can hundred percent relate um for for some of the same reasons so guilty as charged and being fully uh transparent here i met my wife at a wedding so oh how funny <laughs> so that i was djing so uh, yeah i, um, I always joked i i have dated a few bridesmaids uh in my time there we go yeah yeah and i even <laughs> dated a former bride which is a whole long story oh my god that. all right that's a yeah. whole that is a whole other episode that's right a whole there other story well, he went out on one date. It wasn't, but she, she, and she even asked me out on the date. So anyway, that's crazy. That's crazy. All right. So we, we've obviously got, got DJing in common. Let me, let me shift gears because we're going to talk about, you know, optimizing productivity in a fast paced career and you know, productivity and time management. That's, I always say that's like a love language of mine. Um, but I never had it. it. It was a transformation for me. So tell me, how did this, how did you come to be where you are now and talking about this? How, how did we get there? Uh, I'll stay, I'll be honest with you. I am going to say I'm still a student of this. I'm still learning, Absolutely. Uh, but, but, and I feel like when it comes to this kind of stuff, you're never fully, uh, you're, you're never a professional, uh, you know, you know, you're, you're fully, you're always trying new ideas, new hacks, new different things to kind of get through it. But I think it, it came out of necessity and burnout, you know, and for me, it's like, I had to learn, what I needed to do to be a dad, uh, be a husband, 
uh, you know, and, and have my business and have a life, you know, outside of my business, you know, because there, there are days and especially since, you know, we hit COVID and we're trying to recover that, like, I'll wake up in the morning at seven o'clock or wherever, and I'm working until one o'clock at night, you know, and it just, yeah. and I've worked all the, the whole day through, um, you know, I haven't spent time with my family and it's, you know, some of that was at a necessity. So, you know, and so you're having, I'm having to learn how to, you know, set, set appointments with myself, set boundaries, you mm-hmm. know, and, 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 and even I, I love little league baseball. And so my son is now 18, doesn't play little league baseball anymore. Um, but my, both of my daughters, instead of playing softball, play baseball. Oh, and, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. And so I am now coached baseball for 14 years. So I've had to make it a priority to, you know, I block off time. I have to be really, you know, diligent with my time in allowing myself to coach and because coaching and I don't just coach one team, I coach both teams. So I coach my daughter's team, both daughter's teams, you know, and I, I don't just a coach, I manage both teams. So it's, it's a whole different level of time commitment, you know, on top of everything you do. So I, uh, you know, I make it a priority. So that's what I think a lot of it is people will say, oh, I, I, yeah, I need to get to it. I've been busy. I've been busy. But if, if you don't prioritize something, right. you're never going to get to it. You're never going to get to what you want to do. So, I mean, that's part of it. Another, I'm a weirdo. Um, I live in the Bay Area. I'm not a Golden State Warriors fan. I'm a Sacramento <laughs> Kings fan. Okay. Um, we actually have Sacramento Kings season tickets. Uh, you know, I try to go to as many games as I can, you know, cause you get, there's 41 games yeah. you know, at home games in the NBA season. Um, I have my mom and uh, stepdad live up there. My sister lives up there. My nephew niece are up there. So, so if we can't make it, we're always got someone to give the tickets to, but I mean, I'll go to 30 ish, you know, basketball games, but that's my, you know, for me, that's what I do to my checkout time. I, yeah. that's my yeah. time to, you know, to break. So I think, my point in all this is you got to prioritize what's important to you. Absolutely. Um, I, and I think sometimes when you keep saying I'm busy, I, I hear people tell me oh, I'm busy. I'm busy. I can't do that. I can't do that. And then the first thing I think of, it's not important to them. Right. Because if it's important to them, they'll prioritize. Yep. You know? yeah. I was, I had a great uh, coach of mine. So I was a student in Sandler training for many years and then, and then coached with them and, and my coach there once said to me, show me your schedule and I'll show you what's important to you. Yeah. Uh, and I've always thought like, yeah, if, yeah, if you keep putting it off, it's, it's not important, but then one day becomes one week becomes one month becomes one year. And all of a sudden people are saying, where, where's the time when I didn't get to where I wanted to go. So, so tell me, you know, in, in, in all your, your travels and efforts and, and speaking, everything you've, you've done and coming across people, you know, what does that lack of productivity cost people oh it's i would say people i mean i can tell it's business i mean a lot of people will lose business because they don't set the time to do x y or z you know there's there's a local uh vendor in my area here that um if they would hire a you know an assistant or someone to help them they would be busier than they ever were and they'd have a better reputation than they were. I mean, they have a great reputation for delivering and everything's amazing on the day of, but the customer service side is lacking, you know? Okay. So for them, it's not important, you know? And so, you know, I think it, it a lot of it is lost business, you know, and I, some of it too is respect amongst your peers, right? you know, 
So that's something like, you know, like you mentioned, I've been on a couple different board of directors and a couple different things is people go on these boards and, uh, you know, committees and different things and don't take it seriously. They're like, oh, yeah, my real work got in the way, so I'm not going to do my job. But right. they don't realize that you're working with your peers and therefore by not returning an email or by not hitting a deadline there, they're looking at you. They're like, why am I going to refer this person? Because they're not delivering the goods. You know, Absolutely. like they're not coming through on what they, their commitment is or whatever their, you know, whatever their job may be, you know, so that's, and so I've seen it work against people just e even in that type of work, you know, where people are just like, they lose respect. They're not going to refer that person, right? you know, cause I, you know, that's, uh, it happened to me. And I think I told you the record spinner before we started a uh, story before we started going, but I was, um, having to go to, uh, I, I joined a group in one of those morning networking meetings weekly, you know, yeah, like you show yeah, up every yeah. seven o'clock, uh, you know, every morning or every Wednesday morning. And the thing for me is I was 22 years old, you know, so I was, you know, I liked being up late yeah. like being up or in the morning. So yes. seven o'clock in the morning for me, I literally got it down to where I would brush my teeth, throw on some deodorant, and how long it took me to drive there, you know, throw on a sweatshirt and a hat. And so no one at that group was taking me seriously until I sat across from someone that I still to this day do business with, you know, so that was 1992 when, when I met her, but she is, you know, she probably considers, I would consider her 60, 70% of our revenue here. What we wow. do right now at her two vets, because she now owns two of the most popular venues yeah. in our area. But I sat across from her and she goes, record spinner, you're, you, you show up like you don't want to be here. You roll. It looks like you roll out of bed, which I did. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you need to change your attitude and look like you want to be in business, you know? And so for me, that was the light bulb moment. I could have one, not listened to her. Right. Or yeah. I, or I could choose to listen to her. And by choosing to listen to her, I'll be honest with you. I probably changed my life Yeah. Uh, because I'm sitting here today, you know, 60, 70% of my revenue comes from her, uh, you know, but it, it made me realize a lot of things. It's like, okay, you got to look like you want to be in business. You got to prioritize. So instead of waking up last minute, I woke up early, took a shower, got dressed, put on a shirt and tie, you know, yeah. and went through all, you know, and so it, it was, it prioritized, you know, having priorities. I mean, yeah. that's a lot of time management, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's uh, Alan Berg, you know, great speaker has a, a book out something, paint the wall, paint the house, or he has some kind of fit, you know, thing. It's like someone, I need to paint my house. Well, you can break it down into small chunks and eventually right. Paint right. house, or, or you could try to feel like it's overwhelming to do at one point in time, you know, so paint a wall, and then go paint another wall, another, when you have a moment. And so I've taken that in, in my life and learned, okay, you know, I, I do a lot of time blocking, yep. you know, yep. so I will schedule appointments with myself and then I block out also client stuff. I can't, you know, I need to get through X, Y, and Z. So I can't take client meetings on this day because I'm going to try to do it. But I've learned in time blocking is that you schedule yourself, you know, like I'm going to from 10 to 12 work on this. Well, majority of the time you get to 12 o'clock, you're not done. Right. 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 So I've learned to walk away and then re and then schedule it back again. And yes. then I'll get back yeah, to yeah. that Alan Berg thing, because what it is, is if you focus on that one thing, then everything else gets lost, but you may be able to hit your other marks for the other things you had scheduled that day. 
And then at the end of the day, I reassess and go, okay, I still need to work on this. I still need to work on that. And, and that's been a huge difference for me is like reevaluating, setting time for myself, you know, and even, you know, like I was telling you, like I use a, um, a scheduling app with my clients. And so yeah. I have very clear guidelines on when I meet with clients and all that kind of stuff. So boundaries is another important. Absolutely. Thing. I am. I'm a huge believer in everything you just said, time blocking okay. and boundaries and prioritizing. So let, let me, let me circle back to that. Tell me a little bit more about how do you prioritize? How do you, you know, how can our listeners help prioritize you know, an email inbox, for example, like what are the, some of the suggestions you would have for people to help with that? I, I'll be honest with you. I, that's something I still to this day struggle with. You know, it's like, I have friends of mine that, that at the end of the day, they want nothing left in their inbox. And yeah. I just, I've never been that person. <laughs> I've never been able me. to, you know, and I'd say, I can't, I can't do it. You know, there's just, I would, I would be in my email all day long. You know, so I, I think part of it is I uh, set times where I go through emails. I, I try to schedule that, you know, with myself. Yep. And then also, you know, I have a ghostwriter, so to speak, a staff member help me go through my inbox sometimes. Yep. Absolutely. And they're like, all right, I could take care of this one. I got this one. I got, you know, and so having people help you, yep. Um, yep. you know, on, on a given day on, between both of my emails, between Wendy IQ and Fantasy Sound, I mean, and, and all the different boards and everything I'm on, I mean, I can get two, 300 emails in a day yeah. of yeah. not junk of like stuff yeah. that I yeah. need, you know? So it's, it, 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 I feel like that is the biggest struggle that I that still, this, I'm still trying to find the magic formula. So tr- if you have it, let me know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I don't think there's a magic formula. You no. know what I'm saying? It's just like, because I'm, I'm learning just simple things like closing, like right now my door's closed. Uh, where I'm, uh, you know, I'm doing a podcast with you. So if my staff comes up, they can, you know, and I have a little window to the side of my door. So they'll see I'm in here, but I've learned that I close my doors at times because it's trained my staff that I, you know, if I'm trying to work on something, cause they're, they're coming at me too. So yep. then that's yep. the other thing I don't have. If, if everyone came at me, I would never get what I need to get done. So I've learned to uh, sometimes I'll even go, I'll either go work at home if I'm trying to really get a project done that I, and everyone's been coming at me, I'll just like, Hey, I'm going to go for a couple hours and I'll, I live 10 minutes from my office and I'll just go home when the, when the kids are at school, when it doesn't work right now in the summer, but, or even going into a Starbucks, you know, and I, and I joke, I get a lot more done on an airplane, uh, you know, like than I do. So that's why I love traveling because I can actually get projects and and work done on a plane. You know, because you have no one other than the flight attendant asking you if you want to drink, you know, no one bothering you, <laughs> you know, but it's just, and I learned that when I was the WIPA president and I was literally on a plane at least once a week, you know, yeah. so, and I learned that was my like, san- you know, sanctuary. Yeah. Well, it's so. funny you say uh, having other people respond to emails for you. So I, I do the same thing. I have some audit- automated emails that go out from me. Um, and, but my staff knows when the response comes back that, you know, they have a number of template emails basically to respond from as me, but they know like, okay, certain criteria, if it, if certain things are said or certain criteria forward that on to me, but otherwise, you know what I'd say, you know, what, you know, you know, me, here's some templates you can use. Um, so that, that's funny you say that. Cause I do the same thing for me. One of the biggest things that's helped, helped me, cause I'm the guy that you just mentioned. I'm the guy that. My wife doesn't understand this because like her, she, I can look at her phone and get stressed out and see that she's got 5,000 unresponded emails and oh, no, 40 text messages. I'm like, that stresses me out. I, I have to clean mine out at the end of the day. Um, what I do, I'm a, I'm an outlook guy. 
And so I, when I respond to my emails, I go offline. And so Uh-oh. no one, I can, I do not see any new emails coming in. Uh, and it doesn't become a conversation because I, I, I knock them out. I go offline and then I go back online, hit send and walk away. And, and kind of like what you were saying, that's my boundary. I'm done for the day. I'll yeah. get whatever comes in tomorrow. That's, that's, uh, well, that's and I, me. And I think you can do it in, 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 um, outlook, but I'm a, so even though I'm Kevin at fantasy sound or Kevin at winning IQ, they're powered by Gmail yep. and, uh, but in G, you can schedule messages. So that's another thing is yes. like, you know, sometimes it's like, Hey, I going to have an hour tonight to get through this inbox, you know, like, so therefore I'm going to go through it, but you're responding, but you don't want your clients to know that at 10 o'clock at night, you're sending emails yeah. So yeah. or schedule them, which is yeah. important to hit, you know, eight o'clock or nine o'clock in the morning, you know, morning or even so like, if it's a client that I know that is going to go back and forth with me and I don't have the time for it that day, I might schedule that email to hit at five o'clock at night, right. you know, like when I'm walking out the door, therefore I can then come back tomorrow and, you know, and, and continue the conversation. Absolutely. And so what are, what are some of the tools that you use to help you with, with your productivity? So I, I'm a firm believer in, in an app called Evernote. Um, yes. I, I can do a whole, I, we could talk a whole hour about Evernote and it's still not scratch the surface. So I've been using Evernote forever. Um, I even have, I'm so old school that I have an Evernote scanner that uh, like literally broke yesterday and I had to call the company and I didn't think they'd be able to help me fix it. And they did, but the thing was from uh, 2013, you know, that's how old that, yeah. So I've been a big Evernote guy forever, just having different things to keep you organized and keep you, I think that helps with time management, uh, just having a place. And I even have a thing on there called the dump note. Uh, you know, so I dump all, you know, I could be anywhere. I could be working a wedding. I could be driving somewhere doing something. I just have a place where I dump ideas, you know, just because you never, you're going to forget it. I, I have ADD, I'm not, you know, not shameful to admit it, but I, you struggle with, you know, scatterbrain squirrel, you know, that kind of stuff, but uh, you know, having a place to do all that stuff. So Evernote's big for me. I love, um, even though Evernote has, they came out with like a to-do like lists kind of thing in there. I love Todoist. Uh, you know, okay. I, I kind of, I'm very loyal uh, to my, my apps as well. Yeah, so, um, yeah. to, you know, Todoist was one of the ones I, I did with um, having some kind of scheduling app, you know, like Acuity, Calendly, you know, something along those lines is going to help you, uh, you know, save time say, you know, automate some of your stuff. Um, that's, that's huge right there. Um, even, even, um, like some kind of CRM, you need to have something that's running your business and then can automate some of the, the mundane tasks, you know, um, you know, I we're inventory based. So we use a, a software called flex rental solutions and, um, the CRM side of it sucks. I'll be honest with you, Yeah, but inventory wise, it's the best inventory software that we could find. So it's the best yep. of the worst is what we always say. We wish our software would do a few more automation uh, things that it just does not do. Um, and we constantly send little tickets in, Hey, it'd be nice. Yeah, if it did yeah. Hey, it'd be nice if it did that. And, you know, they're constantly fixing things. So maybe enough nagging will, will you know, will some of these things. Yeah. Will come I'm the same. I think our, our CRM, we're always like, Hey, this, this does, we haven't found anything better. It does. 80, 85, 80 to 90% of what we need it to do. Okay. We'll live with what it, what it doesn't do. 
Um, so funny, like to our listeners. So this is the first time Kevin and I have talked about this, but like we are literally, uh, I'm sitting here going, we, we are one and the same in the sense of, so I use OneNote, oh, okay. um, but I have a brain dump page in OneNote, just yeah. like you just said, we're constant ideas. We dump them in there and then a time block to quarterly review them with myself and my team. So literally oh, like, so I have scheduled in to do this for, I, I, and I've made a habit of it. I go through my dump note um, once a day That's because awesome. I dump so much stuff in there and I've learned to look at it because if I don't look at it and don't put it into, pro, you know, like assign it to a staff member or assign something to do, I'll totally forget it. You know? <laughs> See, so. I, yeah. I even have like uh staff, agendas, uh, you know, like uh, things to talk about to a staff, you know, like I have different notebooks for all my staff members. Yep. And Same I mean, here. Yeah. And it's hard to remember all this stuff. And if I don't write it down, I'll forget. That is uh, man. Yeah. We are like I said, what, one of the same, I, I don't have, I don't have a daily, but I have a smaller weekly, like okay. dump time yeah. block in my calendar where I dump anything during the week or day that comes in that can be handled on a weekly basis. So man, we are, we yeah, are one of the I'm same. Crazy. I'll write it down when I think about it. Cause if I don't write yeah. it down, when yep. I think about it and that's what my dump notes for. It's like, Oh, it, it, sometimes I'll look at, I'll go back. And I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? I was like <laughs> trying to, remember, you know, cause I'm like, and meanwhile, I probably wrote it that morning and I'm like, I'm like, what was I? Oh, okay. Now I remember what I was talking, you know, the, you know, kind of things. So. I'm going to show, I'm going to show uh, my age now in that um, one of, one of the best people I ever worked for, one of his, greatest greatest statements that i stole is he would always say a short pencil is better than a long memory i'm aging myself oh, with yeah. the pe- pencil reference but i'm the same way i write it all all down because then i don't yeah. have to remember it um yeah. all right no, so and i used to have okay. like a legal pad and keep it here and write and then it got to be scribble things and i've learned i've i've kind of trained myself over the years to try to become paperless as much as possible yeah and uh you know and so that's and using technology you know i'm a big apple nerd i'll buy anything apple own you know makes uh pretty much i always joke if they made a blender or a vacuum i'd buy it <laughs> um but i mean i have my phone always here and just Boom, Evernote's one of my main apps on my screen. Yep, and yep. The button and the dump note is the first thing that comes so I can really easily write down an idea or anything like that. So, I mean, that's just that's an important thing to do. Absolutely. Uh, I'm the same way. It took me a while to make that transition from paper, but to, to everything digital. But man, I feel like it's been game changing. Um, it really, I mean, even, you know, for the time, like back to time management and all that is the time we would to, to print all the papers to get everything ready to go out the door for a rental. Yeah. It's like now we just have a client folder. Everyone has access to it. Our warehouse folks have iPads that they can go in there and see all the documents and we're not printing a million, you know, so we're yeah. not, we save time by not printing yep. all this stuff and having it all out there. So, so I'll, 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 Close up here, I guess, one, one final question. And that you, you mentioned earlier, you were talking about setting some of your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, so d- tell me a little bit more about that. How do you set limits? How do you set boundaries to maintain that, that work-life balance? Like I, I have kids as well. So how do you, how do you do that? Uh, for me, I just, I, I look at the calendar. I try to be, you know, for like uh, big life moments and different things that happen. I try to be at least a year out, you know, on, yeah. the, on, on things, making sure I'm like, all right, what, when, when, what is, you know, when does my anniversary fall? When is this, you know, like, when is all that? And, 
you know, and we try to plan, you know, our family trips far out, you know, so having that guideline, you know, like Mm -hmm. trying to be prepared, but then also being spontaneous and having that last minute, like, Hey, I got a hole here in my calendar. Let's go do something fun, you know, kind of thing as well. But I think the biggest thing is just being mindful of it. And, and, and it, it, you know, it's building that habit of making boundaries. I I think you know, that's the biggest thing, you know, it's just, you've got to be constantly thinking about it. Cause if you don't, you're going to get overrun with everything from events to meetings to, you know, I'll get stressed out, you know, cause we, I was telling you, we use acuity, you know, count, we use yeah. acuity. And so I, I get an email every time a client, you know, I'm like, Jesus, someone's, I mean, who, what the hell's going on on, you know, January, whatever day it is, because all of a sudden I'm getting a lot of dates on it. And I'll, I'll jump in and look at it and, you know, try to figure out, I'm like, what's going on, you know? Yeah. But oh yeah. Even with that, I have boundaries, you know, clients can't set appointments more than 45 days out. You know, um, if they have to cancel within 48 hours, they have to actually call us. They can't do that, you know, right. ahead of time, you know, like you can set boundaries like within that. those, yeah. when those apps as well, you know, that works for you. So, yeah, you but I, I think it's, you have to just, it's a mindset and I think you have to make it a priority. You know, Absolutely. and those are the two, you know, and if you go into with, I'm going to have that as a mindset, I think it'll be great. Well, and I think that goes back to what you said earlier too, with priorities that when you set and know your priorities, then it becomes easier. I think to say no, to, to, to compare that to, is this in line with my life goal, my business goal, my priorities? There's, and it's funny you say, no, we didn't even touch on no, but there's, <laughs> a, that's a powerful word. I mean, you could probably do a whole podcast on the word. No. Um, and it took a long time for me to un- learn no, because yeah, when I was yeah. starting my business, I, I, yeah, oh yeah, I can do that. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. I yesed everybody. Cause I wanted to do, uh, you know, my art, I wanted to be out in front of everyone. I wanted to DJ. Sure. I'll do that for a hundred bucks when I normally would charge 500 back right, you know, right. in the day, because I just want to, I want to do that. I want to be seen. I want, you know, all that kind of stuff. And now I've learned like, oh no, I don't, you know, I don't want to do that. You know, like even like my son graduated high school. And the school knows I run a DJ company, right? And so they had, they decided last minute that they wanted a DJ for an hour and a half after graduation to take, because the, they were busing the kids somewhere and they just wanted to play music. And they're like, come on, please, please, can you, play? I'm like, no, because then I'm not going to enjoy my son, this life moment. This is my son, you know, and the, the lady kept bothering me and I'm like, no, no, I'm, so, you know, and I just, I'm, I want to enjoy my son, not, not stressed out about having to set up gear and play music for the kid, you know, like that's the last thing I want to do. So, yep. you know, but there's a lot of power in the word. No, you got to learn and you got to learn because that helps you set your priorities and your boundaries, you know, that word and, well, not, think- and learn that, you know, you may, you may lose something along the way, yeah. you know, you yeah. may lose, some, but, but, it was never meant to be, you know, because if someone doesn't respect your boundaries and respect what you're trying to do, then they were never really your client and never really your people, you know, right. like, you know, that's where I've learned is like a lot of people in the event industry out here, we all have kids. Yeah. We all understand like, oh, hey, I have this kid moment, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, no problem. I, you know, no problem. Yeah. And they totally we all understand. So I had a uh, a wedding planner that, that I, that I still work with. And when we first started working together, she would tell me, she told me one day her staff responded basically too fast. And she said, I, I told my staff, I, I don't want them responding this fast all the time because it's setting the expectation that this is going to be how we operate all the way through. 
And, and she said, I, I have a balance. I have a boundary. I, ha- I have a life. And if that client needs me to, to respond every 10 minutes and drop things at the drop of a dime, I, I'm not a fit. That, that's not how I'm living my life. So no, and it's, it, well, it's funny you say that because I, I, there's a lot of people in our industry that are you know new to this industry because of the pandemic and because what's happened. And a lot of these people are text messaging with their clients. Right. And never. You're never going to, if you text message with your client, you're never going to have a boundary. You know, and you'll, you'll never have a life and these people will act like they own you, you know, because, you know, and they're, they're going to text you like crazy. So, I mean, I absolutely give out my text, you know, message as a absolute last resort, or I always say, oh, your wedding planner has, knows how to get me last minute. If they ever need to get a hold of me, you know, I make sure the vendors and whatnot have me, but even sometimes that it's like, you know, like I was telling you, I love little league. If I'm coaching baseball, the last thing I'm doing is looking at my phone. Cause even right. my wife will text me, Hey, why is this happening in the middle of the game? And I don't, she goes, why did I go? I don't look at my phone. I yeah. like literally yeah. leave my phone in my coaching backpack. I know I have my watch. I am so focused on those 12 kids that I'm coaching for that two hours. I don't pay attention to anything. Absolutely. You know, so, you know, so you got to learn, you know, that not always, like you said, responding quickly, but you know, or, or there's times a day, you know, maybe Monday through Wednesday, you know, you respond quickly, but then once you get to that time, you know, you don't, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. There's definitely I, a balance there. There is a balance, but also there's people that take advantage of that as well. Yeah. I think too, like I, there's nothing worse than you send an email. Someone sends you an email, you send an email right back to them and you get their out of office saying, you know, like some crazy, Oh, I'll respond to your email within 48 hours. You know, like they've tried to set up too much of a boundary, you know? So it's like, I, I don't know. There's times to put on it, use out of office, use technology and times not to, right. you know, like if you're in the office, don't have an out of office on your email. I, there's, I, there's a, nothing, I, it's a pet peeve of mine as well. It's like, come on, I know you're working, you know, like, <laughs> you know, well, so. I think, I think you, it goes right back to what you were talking about with, with boundaries in that. Yeah. Even if you respond quickly, it's, it's having those conversations and setting the expectation of that boundary of, Hey, this is not how I operate. I, you know, going forward, I, I, I'm not going to respond every 15 minutes or I am unavailable on weekends because I'm working a wedding or whatever it may be of setting those boundaries or I'm coaching little league. Yeah. Um, I feel like we could, man, we could, we could talk hours, hours well, on, on this. One more thing I'm going to leave yeah, you no, with. Please do. I got, yeah. It, it, it just came to me when you were talking is like for setting boundaries, even like when you onboard clients, it's really important is like what to expect when working with me. You know, right. and having that like little form that you send your clients that when they book a sign a contract is this is how to get a hold of us. This is the times we're in the office, you know, and setting all the expectations yep. as well as boundaries when you work with them. So therefore, when they do email you at 10 o'clock at night, they're not up or, or they email you Saturday and you don't get back to them till Monday. You know, like you have they understand, you know, they, yep. they, they're not upset. So um I mean, that could go a long way. I learned that at one of the conferences I attended and we we've done that ever since. And it's been a game changer. Oh God. Yeah. That, that said that, that word expectation setting expectations is, is powerful for sure. And it's, and it's a win-win on both sides because then both people know what to expect. Both people can make the choice to start of, do I want to move forward? Is this a match? Um, That's again, we could do a whole other episode on that. Yeah, Um, for sure. So obviously this is something that we could keep the conversation going and, and going and going. So how, how does somebody keep the conversation going with you, Kevin? How do they find you and, and, and talk more about this with you? 
So all right, you can uh, it's FS events on Instagram, uh, Kevin M Dennis on Instagram, and Wedding IQ on Instagram. Um, you can email me, Kevin at Fantasy Sound, Kevin at Wedding IQ. So. And I'll, I'll be at the NACE conference here. I don't know when this is going to air, but <laughs> <laughs> pretty soon with Troy. But, uh, you know, yeah, just reach out. I'm happy to have conversation with people. Awesome. Well, Kevin, thank you so, so much for sharing all your wisdom and all this amazing content. And thank you to our listeners for listening. And if you want to ever keep the conversation going on this topic or any topic, you can find us at, at makeyourbusinessdance.com or makeyourbusinessdance on social media media.